What to do when a child is distracted or fidgeting. Written by One in Five Minds. When a student is distracted or fidgety in class, they're presenting a problem behavior that you need to address. Students can sometimes be naturally wiggly, and that alone may not be a problem. Some students may also have a hard time focusing for long periods of time. But when those wiggles come along with a continual lack of focus, lack of comprehension follows, and other students don't seem to struggle in the same way or at the same time, then you might be looking at a bigger problem you need to address. When a student is distracted or fidgety, you're not engaging with their class in, the, in an appropriate way. They may also be presenting a distraction for other students leading to further disruption for your class. Maybe their fidgeting means they're tapping their feet or their pencil in a noisy way. They might be more focused on picking a loose part of their notebook than the materials you're presenting. Your next step after identifying this problem behavior is to effectively manage it and help prevent it from happening. Make your expectations crystal clear. Students need you to be specific. When you speak in general terms, like saying, don't fidget in your chair. You're not being specific enough. Students don't necessarily have the comprehension skills to understand what you mean by that. They also don't automatically connect that understanding with how you're expecting them to adjust their behavior. Telling students what not to do isn't as effective as telling them what to do instead. If you're struggling with a student who is consistently disruptive, try giving them very clear, direct steps like, I need you to sit still in your chair, put your pencil to your paper, put your eyes on your paper and both feet on the floor. Pay attention to the timing. When you have a student who's acting distracted or fidgety, you need to determine what's triggering that behavior. Do you notice the student starts being extra fidgety or distracted when you transition from one activity to another? Maybe when you move from math to reading, your student gets unplugged somehow. They may seem uncomfortable, agitated, or preoccupied with something other than what you need them to pay attention to. What is it about this time or activity that creates a problem situation or leads to those problem behaviors? Look at the conditions that are bringing about that behavior. Maybe this student really doesn't like reading because they need some extra help. Maybe they're uncomfortable with the material and that's why they want to create a disruption. Maybe there's an environmental trigger like a really tempting item to fidget with nearby that can be moved and to help eliminate the urge. Try to isolate the conditions that bring on the problem behavior. That way, you'll have a better understanding of when it's most likely to happen and identify the root cause. Then you can make more targeted adjustments 
from there that speak to what causes the student to fidget more than usual and disengage. Consider function over form, attention or escape. You may have three different students who are distracted or wiggly and the reason why they're doing it could also be completely different. Pay attention to what each student is getting out of the problem behavior. When you consider the function of the problem behavior, you're considering what's the payoff for them. Try not to be as concerned with the details of what they're doing so much as why they're doing it. You need to figure out the root cause behind the behavior before you can best determine where to go next. Maybe the work isn't challenging enough for them and they're bored. On the other hand, maybe the work is too difficult and they want to disappear and escape your attention. Maybe it has nothing to do with the subject matter at all, but the more clues you get about their motives, the better equipped you'll be to effectively address the problem and find solutions that work. For example, they may be distracted or fidgety to get attention. Do you find that you're giving them undivided attention more often when they're behaving that way? You've got to get them to stop fidgeting so the rest of the class can continue. They might consider that a payoff for this problem behavior. If you give them attention every time they're taking too much noise fidgeting with a pen, even if that attention is negative and includes adverse consequences, you may be unwittingly enforcing the problem behavior. The function of being really fidgety in this case may be getting more access to your dedicated attention. If it looks like the student wants more attention, consider how you can encourage use of more appropriate behaviors to get it. You might minimize or remove all of your attention from that student until they behave the way you need them to. You might also use differential reinforcement, which is to increase your positive feedback when other students who are appropriately engaging your challenging student isn't receiving attention. When you increase the level or quality attention to other students, you're sending a message that appropriate behavior is rewarded with the attention that your attention-seeking student is after. The student might be distracted or fidgety because they're trying to escape. Do you see they have difficulty with the subject matter or struggle with the material? Maybe they want to avoid the topic or deflect attention away from their other deficiencies by creating new ones to address instead. The function of being distracted for this student may be to avoid having to struggle with something they'd rather not deal with. Maybe they don't want to be singled out in front of peers. If they're trying to escape, try to get them to communicate about what's going on. 
acknowledge that this seems like a difficult time for them and start with where they are. Ask, what about the time or activity is creating this situation where you seem so distracted or can't sit still? Offer them a chance to ask for a break and let them know when you'll expect them to come back ready to participate in a more productive way. You can also empower them with a choice. For example, let them know you have these two things that need to get done. You can decide which one you need to do first. You might also let them know it's okay to ask for help. Even write you a note or make yourself available. Again, get down to the core of why they're being disruptive will help you develop an appropriate response. Implement behavioral interventions. These steps can help as you work through how to handle a student who is unusually distracted or fidgety. One, stay calm, stay neutral, assess in the moment what seems to be driving this behavior. Two, verify your concern. Try to get your student to communicate about what's going on. It looks like you're having a difficult time. What is it about this time or activity that is causing you to show these behaviors? Three, ask the student to help you understand what they need. They might not have the language to say it on their own, so be ready to offer some suggestions and teach them how to ask for help. Four, give specific examples of support. Students thrive when they feel empowered and can exercise some choices. Five, provide an alternative for that student and get everybody else to set up and go back to the student having the problem. When to get more help. Your student might be acting distracted or fidgety because they have a developmental or emotional disorder that needs diagnosis and further intervention. It's not up to you to single-handedly discover and treat what's going on with students who don't respond to your efforts to manage their behavior. That's why it's important to implement behavioral interventions sooner rather than later. Don't wait longer than a few weeks to address problem behavior in your classroom. If you've got a student who's distracted or fidgety and you're not seeing progress after a week or two of interventions, then it's time to engage a team of four more support. Your school psychologist or counselor, behavioral specialist, principal, along with the student's parents, can all start looking at the problem behavior and consider what variables they can control to create the best environment for that student to succeed. Early intervention is key to the successful outcome and can help you manage your classroom better in the long run. One in Five Minds is our prevention and education program at Clarity Child Guidance Center. We provide information and resources to parents, professionals, and the community 
so families no longer struggle with children's mental illness alone.